0: Welcome to the dad cast podcast. I'm your host Lavelle Lamonnier. And as a Christian man, a husband, a father, a grandfather, a business owner, professor, and a proud US Army veteran, I've gained some unique perspectives on some of life's issues. So this podcast is designed to give a dad's perspective on everything from A to Z. All right, folks, are you ready for the dad joke of the day? Alright, hold on tight, here we go. Can I get a drum roll, please? The attorney tells the accused, Hey, I have some good news, and I've got some bad news. What's the bad news, asks the accused. The bad news is, your blood is all over the crime scene, and the DNA, DNA tests prove you did it. What's the good news, he asks. Your cholesterol is 130. All right, folks, it's a dad joke. Funny to some, not so much to others. All right, well, let's talk investment news for just a minute. Hey, just remember, I'm not a stockbroker or financial advisor of any sort. I'm just a dad who follows the market, and I've got a background in accounting and finance. So here we go with today's investment information. I'm taking this information from another podcast that my wife listens to um, that I found some information that was pretty interesting. I was familiar with it, but it made me think that maybe some of our listeners are not so familiar with it. So let's talk index funds. Hey, when you're thinking about investing, when you're thinking about putting your money into the market in some kind of capacity, some people are, they feel, they feel better with a less riskier option. And that's what an index fund offers. An index fund is a type of mutual fund whose holdings match or track a particular market index. It's a hands-off approach and you could build a diversified portfolio earning solid returns using mostly this type of index investment. That's because the index funds don't try to beat the market or earn higher returns compared with market averages. Instead, what they do is these funds try to be the market. Buying stocks of every firm listed on an index to mirror the performance of the index as a whole. So index funds can help balance the risk in your portfolio as market swings tend to be less volatile across an index compared with individual stocks. So a few things to know about an index fund is they're they're an indirect way to buy the whole market. By accepting defeat, you actually win. You pick individu- when you pick individual stocks. You probably are not going to outperform the market. Not even the pros do. Research shows that from 2001 to 2016, more than 90% of active fund managers underperformed. So index funds are increasingly popular with investors. Index funds are also available across a variety of asset classes. If you'd like some more information about index funds, please feel free to reach out to me or to do a Google search and you'll find a lot of good information about these index funds. Happy investing, folks. All right, folks, as we get started, let me, as always, give a shout out and some love to my lovely wife, Dr. Gabrielle Lamonier, who is the co-content creator, and content manager of this podcast. Hey, also, today I'm recording this on the 11th of March, which is her 50th birthday, and I want to say happy birthday and much love to you, honey. Today's podcast is entitled Interracial Relationships and Depression, the Meghan Markle saga. Hey, everybody is talking about the Prince Harry and Meghan interview uh, with Oprah recently. Uh, Oprah asked the royal couple about how they've handled the intense pressure of being in the public eye and about how Markle's biracial upbringing has affected her relationships with the British public and also the coverage that they get in the British press. The Oprah interview uh, of Prince Harry and Meghan um, was taped in California, where the couple um, have settled in as neighbors in, uh, of Oprah in Montecito, California. So there's a lot of talk about this. Everybody's a buzz about this, mainly because the interview uncovered some ugly truths about the British Empire and um, the royal family, for that matter. There were a lot of assertions in the interview that racism might have a place in uh, the experience that Meghan Markle has had uh, as being the wife of Prince Harry and dealing with the royal family. The special um, that Oprah conducted, the interview with them, uh, sees the Duke and Duchess discussing their decision to step down as senior members of the royal family. And it also confronts rumors about everything from their marriage to the pregnancy to the scrutiny Marco received receives from the press. Uh, Meghan and Prince Harry are also addressing rumors surrounding their current relationship with the Queen uh, and also with Prince William and Kate Middleton which has been rumored to be frosty at times. And now Harry did confirm in a, in a clip with James Corden last week that the queen has been on video chats with him and Marco's son, Archie, uh, trying to dispel any talk of tension. But there has been a lot, a lot of discussion about comments that have reportedly been made by some members of the royal family, about the skin color or skin tone of their children. Uh, and there's been some insinuations that uh, racial issues have taken place. Also, in the, um, the interview, uh, Meghan Markle alluded to the fact that at one point, Prince Harry was going to attend uh, a royal event and uh, she was not going to attend In fact, he told her that I believe she couldn't attend or shouldn't attend. And she said, I can't be alone, um, indicating that she was having some suicidal thoughts and issues. And so that brings me to a couple of points. First of all, an interracial relationship. That's an interesting thing because it can be very dicey, it can be very tricky. Most of us, um, you know, especially those of us who have a lineage or heritage from Louisiana, as do I, um, have a background where our, our lineage is mixed between, uh, often, most times between white and black. Um, and that puts us in some interesting positions throughout our life. The reality is that racism has not gone away. It has always been present and will probably always be present. And so as a minority having to deal with racial issues throughout your life, imagine marrying or dating someone into a, and becoming a serious relationship and that person is of a different race particularly in this discussion, uh, a Caucasian and the impact that that relationship will have on the couple, on their immediate family, should they have children, the impact that, birate, that of their children being biracial and how they will have to deal with that in their life uh, and, and how that all plays out. Now I'm giving you a dad's perspective on this because, as a dad, um, I'm always concerned if um, my daughter would date um, in a serious relationship someone of a different race. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but as a dad, I'm pro- I'm, I'm I'm protective and. I don't want her to be hurt. I don't want her to be compromised. I don't want her to be put into a position where uh, she could be in harm's way, both physically or emotionally. And so that's that's always an issue when I think of interracial relationships. And I'm sure that um, Prince Harry's parents, um, Have that thought as well I just can't imagine That they have to think In the back of their mind Whether they make it public or not That him falling in love With a woman of a different race In a very high profile relationship Can cause concern And then having children In that relationship Children who will Who are biracial And of royal descent and will be under a microscope for their entire lives can put a lot of pressure on those children. So interracial relationships, you have to you have to like think it through and know what you're getting into and understand that your family who loves you and wants the best for you will always be looking to protect you. I believe that's what's happening to the royal family in some cases, and I believe in some cases it's just outright racism and it's wrong. Some of the things that uh, interracial marriages, relationships face, uh, some of the challenges they face is, of course, derogatory comments in public. You go out in public, people give you the eye. People look you up and down. People start talking to each other and wondering, you know, um, what is he doing with her? What is she doing with him? Um, You know, what's going on? Why are they together? Look at them. All these comments that can be made, derogatory comments in public. There's also the, the possibility of the loss of contact with friends or family that disapprove. Perhaps... One family is steeped in tradition and does not believe in interracial relationships in any form or fashion, and the other family might be a little more liberal. And ultimatums can be made sometimes. If you choose to be with that person, then we disown you, or we don't want anything to do with you. You're not welcome at family events, so on and so forth. So that has to be considered because that is a very real real challenge that interracial couples can face. Negative comments online or in the media. We live in an age where people get behind a computer screen and they make all kinds of disparaging comments about others, many of whom they do not even know personally. And these comments can, in some cases, impact negatively the psyche, the emotional well being of the person who is the target of those comments. If they're a public figure or public figures, then the media can sometimes chime in and make negative comments. There's also the possibility of negative stereotyping, they can be stereocast. In a certain way based on their race. There can be open hostility and intimidation that comes their way. Rejection from family. Even to the point of being disinherited. And those interracial couples many times can face a sense of isolation. Where they feel like there's no one on their side. No one they can talk to about their issues because no one understands truly what they're going through. And then there's always just the, the blanket stare that people receive, the insults, the jibes, the slights, and the whispering comments as they walk along their way while people watch and judge from a distance. Interracial marriage problems are real, and anyone who is getting into an interracial relationship has to be aware of. Of those possibilities and understand that there is a need to find a way to move through it in a very healthy way now Megan Markle not only is dealing with an interracial relationship and being a part of the royal family which puts her even more under the microscope than she was as an American actress but then um, there's the issue of her children, their children. These children are going to grow up with questions about their racial background. One of the first questions they may be asked in school is, what race are you? It's important to remember that they're not obliged. They're, they're not, they're, they don't have to tell anyone about their racial background. And they can simply change the subject or move along. And most people are curious and can assume it comes from a good place. Although hopefully people are learning more and more that it's just not an appropriate question to ask. But these children will be asked that question. They're going to be asked, where are you from? Which is another way of saying, what is your racial makeup? They're going to face multiple identity issues, uh, and in a matter of minutes, they can deal with racial issues in a very real way. Arguably, more a benefit than a problem to being mixed race is the ability to to flit from one identity to another, depending on when and where you are. Uh, this might depend on who you, who you're with where you are, your politics at the time, or even how you've done your hair that morning, for instance. So there are many times when perhaps they lean toward one side of their racial makeup in certain settings and another side of their racial makeup in other settings until they determine or come to grips with their true identity as an individual. But going through the process can be very very difficult and sometimes very painful hey folks we're going to stop right here and give a shout out to our sponsors and then we will return to this discussion hey folks we've got some of the greatest sponsors anyone could ever have I'm so grateful to our businesses uh, small businesses that have partnered with us to sponsor this season of the podcast Uh, our first sponsor is miss Muzz link specialties now these these folks have got some amazing homemade links and boudin i'm telling you what you want to try them out you can reach darren raymond at 832-589-0709 you can also find him on facebook if you'd like to place an order i'm telling you it's well worth the money you're going to love these this boudin and these homemade links and then just the beginning event planners the one stop shop for all of your special event planning needs if you want a fresh start and a new beginning make sure you contact lasagna latoulas at 409-466-9826 and what about these folks some great consultants phenomenal solutions calvin menifee and his wife mrs menifee these consultants provide the skills you need to enhance your personal and professional life they specialize in things like resilience training compassion fatigue and burnout dynamic mindfulness and accessible yoga processing circles trauma-informed practices and the elusive sometimes elusive work-life balance again you can reach them on facebook by looking up cal fee that's c-a-l-p-h-e-e and the company is phenomenal solutions p-h-e-e-n-o-m-e-n-a-l phenomenal solutions and as always we've got Lamonnier photography where we see the, the world through a different lens and write it out that tech, where you can get all of your academic writing needs met thank you again our great sponsors and let's get back to our episode We're back with the second half of our episode where we are discussing interracial relationships and uh, the impact that those relationships can have on people. Again, our title is Interracial Relationships and Depression, the Meghan Markle saga. Just before the break, we talked about some of the issues or challenges that interracial couples can face Uh, We also discussed, we began discussing some of the common problems that uh, interracial or biracial children deal with. We talked about the dreaded question of what race are you? Then the the other question, where are you from? Uh, We've talked about how they can uh, vacillate between racial identities. And um, now let's talk about this one. You're often reminded of what you're not. More often than not, you'll be reminded uh, often about the fact that you're neither black nor white, Asian nor Caribbean, Indian nor European. So what exactly does that make you? A child who is a product of an interracial relationship may feel stressed about not fully looking or acting the part that you that they are identifying with, speaking the language, walking the walk having the same features, not being light enough, not being dark enough. You don't sound black. You sound too white. You're this, you're that. All of those things can play and take an emotional toll on children who are the product of interracial relationships. And then they have to wonder where they fit in. What group of friends do they associate themselves with? The parents, of course, too, also have to wonder where does their, where do their children fit in? And when there are are several siblings involved, there's the, the possibility that the siblings may identify differently. One may identify with one part of the racial background while another may identify with a different part of the racial background. They may feel pressure to pick one identity and stick with it. Now that's not fair, folks. They should have the opportunity to grow and develop and be who they are naturally, organically, without having to fit in to one side or one race or the other race. If they're filling out a government form, they're asked to check just one ethnicity or their high school friends somehow segregate themselves into black and white cliques. All of these things can be issues when it comes to identifying with their racial makeup. Perhaps they might be in the position where um, people actually believe that mixed people are the solution to all forms of racism. And then they have to live up to that pressure of being the answer, the solution. The truth is that they may never find a true com- a community to be a part of. And that can be a difficult pill to swallow. Um, Who's their real family? Where are they really from? What, what, What are they? Who are they? The cultural dynamics can be tricky, even at home, for children who are a part of an interracial relationship. The parents may be so different. They may express love in different ways. They may... Travel to different areas and experience different cultures or identify with different cultures And then what about the grandparents? The grandparents may have a completely different culture and background and traditional mindset That may put a lot of stress on those children and on the relationship Everyone wants their family to be in their, in their corner. But unfortunately, when, they're, when you're dealing with an interracial relationship and you're dealing with children who are a product of an interracial relationship, that can sometimes straight, uh, put stress on the family and even tear families apart. So these are some serious issues. Meghan Markle uh, alluded to some of those in her interview. Having to deal with the looks, the stares, the questions, the rumors, the whispers, even to the point of her feeling suicidal, which is uh, a byproduct of depression. Depression is a major thing, folks. As we've talked about interracial relationships, we also want to discuss the depression side of the Meghan Markle saga. Major depressive disorder affects about 17.3 million American adults or 7.1% of the U.S. population that are 18 and older. And that's per year. Uh, Major depressive disorder is more prevalent in women than in men, according to the Journal of American Medical Association. 1.9 million children between the ages of 3 and 17 have diagnosed depression. That's according to the Center for Disease Control data and statistics on children's mental health. Adults with a depressive disorder or symptoms have a 64% greater risk of developing coronary artery disease. That's according to the National Institute of Health. Hey, just these statistics alone help us to see that depression is a major issue to be concerned with. Depression often co-occurs with other illnesses and medical conditions. In fact, 25% of cancer patients experience depression. Around between 10 and 27% of post-stroke patients experience depression. One in three heart attack survivors experience depression. Adults with coronary artery disease are 59% more likely to have a future adverse cardiovascular event. Depression is the second most common mental health condition among patients living with HIV. 50% of Parkinson's disease patients experience depression. 50% of anorexia patients deal with depression. Over 20% of Americans with anxiety or mood disorders, such as depression, have an alcohol or other substance abuse disorder. A third of persons with diabetes experience depression. And we could go on and on and on, even as we look at some of the um, demographics. When we deal with the elderly, 7 million adults who are over the age of 65 are affected by depression. More than one in six Americans working full-time or part-time report assisting with the care of an elderly or disabled family member, relative, or friend. A survey of these adult caregivers found that up to 70% of them have clinically significant symptoms of depression. It's a very real thing, folks. It's, it's a thing that... Sometimes has a pretty face. What I mean by that is. People put on a facade. And they smile and they make. Posts on social media that make you think everything is always great. And I'm not saying anyone should air their dirty laundry on social media. That's an individual choice. But what I am saying is that you never know what someone is dealing with. You never know what they are facing behind closed doors. Who would ever thought that looking at the photo of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry um, where they were holding hands at an event and she said that if you zoom in closely this is Meghan Markle saying this if you zoom in closely you would see that their hands were clasped together so tightly that their knuckles would have been discolored because of the pressure that they were under, and the depression she was dealing with. He see, it doesn't matter if you're a duchess, a queen, a king, a princess, a high-profile athlete, a beloved entertainer. Perhaps you're a sanitary worker. Perhaps you're a mill worker, a construction worker, a doctor, a lawyer, a pastor, Whatever your lot in life may be, depression can still be something that you could possibly deal with. And let me tell you this, folks, depression can drive a person all the way down if they allow themselves to go that route. And so I want to tell you right now that you've got to find, you've got to identify it. And then you've got to find healthy ways to deal with it. Aside from medication, there are some healthy ways to deal with or cope with depression. Talk to a therapist. Don't be afraid to seek out help. And sometimes while our family members and our friends all mean well in offering us help, they're not qualified to help us. They don't know how to help a person who's dealing with depression. And so you seek out a therapist, work with a therapist who is able to help you focus on adjusting your lifestyle in ways that will minimize the stress and the cope uh, and help you to cope with the stressors that are in your life. Another good way is to express yourself in writing. I love to write. I've written a couple of books, had You know, had them published and it's an escape. Uh, I I just find that when you write something out, you tend to feel a release, a calmness, a feeling of security by writing things out. Find ways to boost your self-image. People with depression often experience low self-esteem. So finding ways to feel better about yourself uh, is an important aspect. Of the treatment process. Try to stick to a schedule. Maintaining a healthy and regular routine is very helpful for people with depression. Many times with depression people's motivation drops and so it makes them feel unproductive and fuels feelings of low self-esteem. So schedule an activity. Find something to do every day. Make it one that you really enjoy and aim for as much balance as possible in your life. Another thing you can do is stay involved. If, you've ex- if you're experiencing depression, you may feel like you want to withdraw socially and keep to yourself, uh, either because of low self-esteem or just because of a lack of interest. So a social life is important. You've got to push yourself to stay involved with your friends and family. Social connections can help keep you from spiraling downward into a deeper depression and from becoming isolated and alone with your thoughts. Go to the movies, take a brisk walk, catch up with a friend or a relative, do something that can lift your spirits and find those in your life that you can depend on, that you can be candid with and who have demonstrated the ability to listen. Allow yourself to lean on loved ones when you need them, Uh, the ones that can encourage you. That can help you exercise and help you stay on a healthy diet. Can help you take care of yourself regularly. Uh, These are all steps that are necessary to cope with and overcome depression. You've got to get some sleep too, folks. Getting plenty of rest every night is a must for our mood. People with depression often have noticeable sleep disturbances. They either sleep too much or not enough. So you got to go to bed, wake up on a regular schedule. Don't skimp out on your, your sleep. Feeling run down will exacerbate your symptoms of depression and make it more difficult to be social. So get some exercise and manage that stress. Don't let it manage you. There are some great emotional benefits of exercise. It offers physiological benefits that can help people who are dealing with depression. Physical activity relieves stress and can make us feel a lot better. The satisfaction that we get from finishing an engaging and challenging workout can boost our self-esteem and helps us to be stronger and more physically fit. When you fight depression with a regular exercise routine, you feel better emotionally and physically. And then you've got to make draw the connection between food and mood. Let me say that again. Draw the connection between food and mood. Diet and nutrition are very important. Uh, omega-3 fatty acids, as an example, are an important part of a good diet, especially when dealing with depression disorders. Some studies have shown that a higher daily intake of omega-C3s Uh, which you get from fish like salmon or through fish oil supplements can improve a person's mood. There are many connections between elements of diet and good nutrition and depression. Eating a healthy diet can make you feel healthy, fit, and attractive which improves your self-esteem while feeling unhealthy can worsen depression and play into a negative self-perception. And here's the thing folks when you're dealing with depression Don't go to the bottle, you've got to steer away from alcohol because it's not the answer when you're struggling with depression. But Many folks turn to liquor and attempt to escape their illness. Drinking however can make the symptoms of depression even worse and alcohol may have a negative interaction with medications that you're taking if you're taking any to control depression. A healthy lifestyle is needed to manage depression and avoiding drugs and alcohol is one key to a healthy lifestyle. Hey, all of this that I've talked about, folks, this is just about using Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and their their relationship, which happens to be on the front pages of all the press right now as an opportunity to bring some awareness to the issues that you can face in interracial relationships and to the issues associated with depression. As a dad, I want my kids to be healthy and to be whole. I want myself to be healthy and whole. I want my spouse to be healthy and whole. I want my community to be healthy and whole. And we all should want that. And the way we do that is by bettering ourselves, putting ourselves in a position to overcome any of the issues that we may face. Hey, I want you to know you can make it. I want you to know you can overcome whatever you're dealing with, whether it's a depressive disorder, whether it's stress in a relationship, whether it's making the choice or identifying with who you are. You can overcome it. I've got confidence in you. I believe in you. Somebody else, I'm sure, in your circle believes in you. And I want the best for you. So, hey, make it great in your life. You can get by. You can you can get over the hump. You can do it, folks. I'm telling you, you can do it. That's all I've got for you. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the DadCast podcast. I hope this episode has helped you, brought some, has brought some awareness to you, and um, has fueled your fire to be even ba- better and to go higher. Hey, take care, folks. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> Hey, DadCast Nation, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the DadCast Podcast. We certainly look forward to hearing from you. Please feel free to send any comments that you might have or questions to us at comments at DadCastPodcast.com or find us on social media and make sure you like, like our podcast, love our podcast, give us a five-star rating, share the podcast with your family and friends, Make sure you uh, share it on social media and uh, leave us your comments on social media. We're, we will be happy to hear from you. Uh, we're so grateful to have so many listeners across so many countries and so many different uh, areas of life listening to us regularly. Thank you so much. And we look forward to uh, to being with you at the next episode. Take care.